0: Hello out there in Land, you are listening to CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario, broadcasting from Queen's University since 1922. We're bringing you another special broadcast today featuring a lovely conversation with Alexandra Bragashevska and Alison Gowan, the artistic and musical directors of Birdbone Theatre. Birdbone is launching its upcoming 2024 Broom Dance Tour featuring handcrafted shadow puppetry with live music and fun workshops. Before we dive into learning more from Alison and Alex about the spectacular story of Wild forest bound Baba Yaga, hearth keeping, gift giving Bafana, and the wild tending Holy Mother of Wolves that they will present during the Berm Dance Tour. We're going to listen to a Birdbone Theater song called Sitna Rosa, a Bulgarian traditional arrangement borrowed from field recordings and taught to Allison and Alex by Birdbone collaborator Ekaterina. Enjoy. Welcome, both of you, to CFRC. We have Allison Gowan and Alexandra Bragashevska in our virtual studio with us here to talk about Birdbone Theater. Welcome, Allison and Alexandra.
1: Thank you.
0: Thanks, Diana. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. So so tell us about Birdbone Theater and, and can we learn a little bit about what Birdbone Theater does and also, a little bit about the backstory about how you got started to collaborate together on this wonderful project.
2: Yes, so Birdbone Theatre is a puppet theatre located in Lyndhurst, Ontario. Though we were once located in Kingston and have toured nationally and internationally, we make original puppet shows. Uh, we make all the we handcraft all the puppets ourselves. Um, And we Mm -hmm. and Alison Gowan is the musical director of the company, and she uh, gathers and arranges music and I'll let her speak about that. Um, And we make shows uh, for people of all ages. We don't specifically make children's shows, but we do not exclude children from our audiences and that's very important to us. Um, We endeavor to make work that has a quality of aliveness to it. And often we perform with um, little rehearsal and consider performances uh, an, a very important part of rehearsing a show and sculpting it as it is on its feet. We are founded in 2012 and we are really a child, one of the many bastard children (laughs) of the Bread and Puppet Theatre. My formation as a puppeteer is with the Bread and Puppet Theatre. I apprenticed under Peter Schumann, the Artistic Director of the Theatre for nine years, and very much of how I make puppet shows and how I ask Allison to do her side of the work is informed by what I learned at that.
0: Point. Thank you so much Alex. Over to Allison. So,
2: um,
1: I came into this theater in around 2014, a couple of years after it had started. Uh Alex was performing at that time with uh, another Allison and I thought, wow, they really need another Allison in this company. Uh but uh, honestly, I was just so impressed by what they were doing, uh, the way they were already using music was was beautiful and fascinating. The way they were weaving folk songs and uh, a cappella song into to their, their works and improvising on little on little tiny instruments, baby instruments, and uh, using all kinds of interesting sound sources. And that really excited me so i just uh i imposed myself into the group basically <laughs> said you, you you have you have to have me you need a hurdy-gurdy in this group and sorry you're stuck with me now
0: so, so yes tell me a little bit more about the marriage of shadow puppet theater and the music that is also created Allison you just mentioned the hurdy gurdy some of our listeners may not even know what that instrument is so how how did this happy marriage uh, coalesce yeah well i think
1: it 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 kind of was a match made in heaven because it's pretty much one of the weirdest instruments around and it kind of accompanies the uh, aesthetic of the of the theater company itself and the work we create um, the, the hurdy-gurdy vialahu roue is a, is a stringed instrument with a crank and a wheel uh, that dates back to medieval times. Um, more contemporary use of it is uh, heavy metal. Uh, folkloric use has been folk dances, particularly from France and different parts of Europe. Uh, so that's those are really that's the tradition that informs me um but it has all kinds of interesting sonic textures that you can you can make use of um, different ways you can use the strings different ways you can manifest sound with it uh, so it, it makes a, a very cool accompaniment to uh to the work we do uh, particularly because it's a sound that people haven't heard. They don't already have association, associations with, you know, Disney movies or any other <laughs> kinds of things. It's, it's really kind of a new sound for most people. Um, so it, it doesn't, yeah, it kind of leads to, yeah, opens new frontiers maybe within the, the sonic
2: landscape of our shows. Wonderful. And there's also this interesting um, parallel I see between what I'm interested in, in storytelling. Through Birdbone theater and what, how you're interested in music through your work as a musician, and I wonder if you would talk about that. You know, we have commented often that if we didn't have each other, Allison and I, we we would just be two weirdos out in the out in the cold winds, because not everyone wants to listen to the hurdy gurdy or watch maybe a show that isn't so easy, easily swallowed. And yet we're both we are both ladies who are uh partial to like a wider breadth of a thing you know with some of the hair still on it
1: yeah i i think that's that's uh that's that's uh <laughs> appropriate <laughs> so uh, yeah so i am really interested in um in the the history of this music how this music has was really used to bring people together in folk dancing contexts. Uh, how this music was passed on from region to region. How this music traveled. So I'm I'm very interested in the history of. Of the music and this instrument in in Europe, uh, both of us have found, in a sense, our craft the the roots of our craft uh, through the music that that we we seek out. So not only the music of the hurdy gurdy, mm-hmm. but also the vocal music that we're using. Um, uh, we we use uh, some folk dance as well, uh, something that speaks to to another place another time and maybe a connection with uh, with uh, with something a little bit deeper and richer, um, things that are rooted in kind of everyday uh, everyday making making home every day creating community
0: fantastic so now, one of the things before we dive into uh, the upcoming broom dance tour, uh, just a little bit more. I, I, I'm still just sort of really fascinated by the Birdbone Theater project in and of itself. And one of the things that I know about both of you, and and you've uh, discussed this and and a little bit touched on this a little bit already, is that you've both been uh, working uh, together for uh, over a decade now. But you've also been working in your respective art. Uh, For quite some time, Allison, you have been a uh, performing artist for, uh, I believe, a few decades, uh, including with the Swamp Board Orchestra and uh, and other acts that you've been in. Uh, But also, Alex, you have also been involved with uh, this other puppet group, Bread and Puppet. I'd love to be able to hear a little bit more from, from the both of you of how you even got into the art that you do in the first place, like. Alex were you always designing shadow puppets when you were a small kid or did you find them fascinating and what drew you to even be interested in pursuing this as as not only something that you'd like to do to as a creative outlet but also a career uh, can we hear about that from you and then we can talk to Allison about yeah, her music
2: yes. I funny you should say I had my start artistically in the bowels of Carruthers Hall as a CFRC worker, (laughs) making ads that then started turning into more more creative sound production. And then Eric Beers, my boss at the time, one day in a fit of fury, when I said, what should I do as part of my job as business manager? He said, get us out of this damned basement. And he meant, find ways for us to be seen out in public and for some reason that with a lot of collaboration from my colleague at the time, Chris Trimmer, turned into a radio, experimental radio performed live series that then was funded by the Kingston Arts Council and we called the Into the Magic Soundbox series where we basically sat the audience outside of Uh, no, inside of a little shabby canvas tent and set the performers on the outside and made radio live and used anything that sounded to uh, create the theater of the mind. Alison Gowan was one of the musicians in um, either the first or the second shows Many local musicians and poets and radio makers and otherwise were involved. And at some point there, it just seemed so natural to project shadows onto the cat, to try to project shadows also. And Matt Rogalski was in the audience and he, he he wrote a very proper critique of our show, which he said they would do well to just stay in the dark. You know, on account of your <laughs> <purest laughs> devotion to the realm of sound, and also our slightly underachieved <laughs> clings of shadow puppetry. But that was one of the starts. Uh, but no, I I had a very hard time. Long story short, I had a very lo- very hard time figuring out that I'm I am to make art in this world, and certainly the creative leap came. From work in the theater of the mind through CFRC, and then when I, you know when I saw the work of Peter Schumann at CFRC, I was very young and I was very interested in finding some language to describe anything other than what the mainstream is pressing upon us. And so I was formulating a very small and naive response to capitalism. And when I saw a master um, uh, German expressionist painter and sculptor do it in fields with giant puppets. I mean, by the time I came to bread and puppet theater, that era of the theater had already properly died and a new era had been born. But still, I I was drawn by the uh, it was like my little my little words that I managed to glean in radical radio making just paled and withered compared to the rounds of theater that could be possible. I'm not saying everything Brendan Puppet does is great because it's not. And that's some of its glory in the world is that it insists on making shows regardless of whether they're good or not because the interest is to keep the theater living and working in the world and, and being a responsible social agent. Um, and sometimes you just suck when you're always working. But sometimes the thing that they were able to make was so huge. And finally, after years, I was able to, in a rehearsal, I realized that sometimes what would happen in rehearsals um, under Peter in those years was you could realize that he and you were participating in making a kind of house for remembering. It's esoteric. I'm not going to say remembering what. It's esoteric. It's mysterious. And it mostly didn't function that way, but sometimes it did, and so that ins- that inspires me very much, and informs how I think of making bird bone theater. Show.
0: Thank you so much for sharing, Alex. Now over to Allison. T- tell us tell us about some of the stuff that you've been doing with your musical career and how you broke into it and why.
1: Well, I. Uh... Like, you know, I, I guess I came to it in in um in kind of backdoor fashion. I I was actually training as a classical singer, opera singer, uh, and was finding myself very unsatisfied <laughs> uh, with that world. Uh, and kind of inadvertently I ended up singing in a bluegrass band and somebody put a double bass in, in my hands and uh, so I I, uh, I thought well this is something new this is fun I really uh, you know I had a baby next thing I knew I, I gotta play something I started playing penny whistle and learning Irish tunes and I I don't know it was a It was years of searching and not quite finding what I wanted, but it was obvious I I had to be making music in some way. It always was happening. I was always finding myself in bands or whatever, but just not quite satisfied. Um, And then going to England, I met somebody who played the Hurdy-Gurdy. I went to my first festival in France, uh, which was... Folk dancing, people, just thousands and thousands of people in line, listening to gritties and bagpipes and accordions. This music, I, I had never, I'd never imagined something like that could exist. It, the, there was something so beautiful about the modality of it, and I think being in Western art music uh, for so much of the time. Uh, there's something missing. When I was a little kid, I used to sit there with my mom's mix master and I'd turn it on. And I every time the pitch changed, I would improv vocalize over the pitch change. I've been obsessed with drones my whole life. So I think breaking out of Western, Western tonality, just that that was it for me. Uh, and so modal music and drone-based music. I was okay. This this is what we're talking about. And so her cooties drone.
0: I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking like, were you up at six o'clock in the morning with Saturday morning cartoons and the test signal?
3: Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Saturday.
3: laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and so here we are and, and a few weeks ago we were sitting with this wonderful singer Ekaterina who I met at a medieval festival like you do and uh, <laughs> we uh we uh connected over various art musical pasts and histories and ethnomusicology and these uh our obsession with drones and of course this eastern european style singing a lot of it is that <laughs> same drone based singing where you're doing vocal drones you're you're playing and it's this 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 cr- sound of the the seconds the dissonances driving into these dissonances that just that that does it for me i really have have got it so so yeah i got a hurdy-gurdy It's taken me 20 years to uh, manage to get not bad on the hurdy-gurdy. I was very lucky to receive this last year a Canada Council grant to go and study with Marc Antony, who is not only a hurdy-gurdy master, but is somebody who uh, spent years in archives studying studying music from uh, central France, the part of France uh, um, where most of the music i play the most of the music i'm interested in comes from Uh, he's just he was he's such an excellent scholar he has so much knowledge about the dance background uh the the different types of playing the ornamentations the the regional differences it was just it was fabulous and fascinating
0: so fun so fun All right. Well, thank you both so much for sharing some of your backstory into into your own uh, career paths as uh, individual artists. But then now let's let's coalesce and get right back to the bird bone again. So one thing that really strikes me, having seen one of your performances uh, last winter in Gananoque at the Mac Gallery, uh, you were doing a, a artist residency there and uh, you had a full house. It was uh, all, like standing room, crushed space because so many people were coming from Kingston and the surrounding area to come see this residency, this, the product of your residency when you were in Gananoque for a week. And now, one of the things that really I quite enjoyed about the presentation is one shadow puppetry is cool no matter what. It's just beautiful to look at. And the the puppetry itself, the beautiful intricacy of the actual paper cuttings, but then the way you had your lighting and things working behind the scenes to get all the textures and making things look more three-dimensional a lot of work goes into how to actually do that kind of stage production if you will but then also marrying that with this wonderful music that you have I don't know klezmer inspired or something too so it had a very eastern eastern european feel for me um, I'd like to hear more about how you how you decide on what it is that your puppet shows are going to actually look like and sound like as you are working together. Maybe we can talk in that in the context of even that project that you did last year with the residency at the Mac gallery, how did you make that art happen in a week at that? Can we hear more?
2: Yes, so so that was a uh, broom dance in february of 2023 <laughs> we had we had started we had made the start of that show for the previous november for the lantern festival put on by the department of illumination over in picton ontario so they hired us to make a shadow puppet show we made the start of that there was no time to rehearse it so we Rehearsed it while performing it two nights in a row. And then we said it'd be nice to rehearse this. So this residency at Mac Gallery in Gananoque came along and we spent four days taking the puppets we had. And this actually has been how (sighs) Birdbone Theatre has worked all along because it's hard to make puppet shows in these times, Dinah. I was just remarking (laughs) to my house husband how much time it takes to make things by hand. It takes time. And we live in a time and place where that's rare. And so if you're trying to make something by hand, you're always late. (laughs) You're always like, how is this puppet taking so much time? But it's not. Actually, it's just taking a proper amount of time. It's just everything else in digital land is sped up at some crazy speed. So it doesn't make any sense. So we've just said, okay, we want to make puppet shows and there is no time. So we're just going to make whatever we have. And we're going to allow our aesthetic and our skill as performers and as artists and as people to develop around this format of performing in that you are often performing something that one could call unfinished. And so at uh, the show that you saw was one of these examples of broom dance, um, the production that we're currently developing with the gracious support of the Canada Arts Council. Um, so at the time, the way that we made what you saw was we took the puppets I had time to make, which was half of what I thought should belong in the show. And we took the music that we had been curious about and the music that Allison had brought to the table. And we said, how can this fit together? And we started arbitrary and this is how it often goes. We start arbitrarily and we wait for a thing to catch. And sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes it does. And then you know that you're not calling the shots. There's a thing there and you're gonna, your job is to support the thing to come into being and we dream of a time where we could devote more time to rehearsal and presently this is how we make shows
0: and certainly too uh, alex you are based in uh, lyndhurst but uh allison you are no- uh, several hours north of even valdemont in in quebec uh, you are about a five-hour drive from kingston so mm-hmm. You're doing a lot of work, I assume, remotely together, too, and collaborating this way?
1: We do, but we try to really just meet up and have these little mini intensives, whether we have an intensive where we work on music, we have an intensive where we talk through some ideas, we have um, the broom the dance uh, version that you saw was probably the longest period of rehearsal we've ever had, <laughs> which was a week. To have a week that yep. worked, it felt like it, it was it was a miracle to have that much time. I really a week is nothing. It's it's nothing. It, it, it takes so much time um, to put right. those together. But um, yeah, and and of course that's a week rehearsing for one type of performance space, but in reality, we're constantly adapting to different performance spaces because our shows might be might be performed in a tiny little living room. They might be performed in a larger space. When we were performing in Picton, we were in a huge, massive space with terrible acoustics and Five hundred kids, you know, it's crazy. And so everything that we were doing, we had to modify the next night. We had to, all of a sudden, sound wise, sonically wise, we had to figure out how are we going to mic everything differently. And on the cuff, we basically had to change all of our tech requirements. To uh, we
2: had to cut the zither as we were performing. We were like, cut the zither. This is too quiet little sound. <laughs> Ding, ding,
1: ding. It's like, nope, you plug in that hurdy-gurdy, Allison, and you're full-on electro rocking it out because the <laughs> tiny little zither is not going to be heard. Yeah.
0: Right. We are right. working on getting Allison so, to plug in. <laughs> and yes, I want to hear a little bit more too. So, Allison, with the, with the intense amount of work that Alex is putting in, Uh, Sometimes at home with house husband and and child, (laughs) and hoping child doesn't touch puppet and destroy puppet after many hours of uh, very careful cutting. Let's hear about how your music is arriving into the actual performances as well. So, when 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 you have a couple of puppets presented and you're talking out some ideas and then maybe play doing some shadow play, if you will. I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you bring in that hurdy-gurdy or other music that's uh, that you're bringing in to the actual uh, visual performance. Well,
1: sometimes we're bringing things in thematically. What we'll do is we'll be okay. looking at... Um, at a type of song that, that speaks to what we're doing. So we might be working on actual songs. Uh, We might be working, there might be ways that some of the repertoire, traditional repertoire is going to fit in, in some way. But again, because of course I'm working with Alex, who has been informed by bread and puppet aesthetics and who is, She's she's very outspoken. She basically says no. Do this, do, this. Allison. What I want you to do is make the sound of an ant that is broken hearted and is stuck in an egg carton, and and I have to think of something.
3: No, <laughs> and, that's what. And then she's say, no. Of.
1: That's wrong. And then I'll have to think of
3: something else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not trying to think of it on the top of my head. Yeah, trying try to use dumb tones. This is why oh, she
1: stuck with me as a musical director, because if she put that out on a job search, <laughs> <you> know, <it's laughs> um, so... Um, so really, it's, it's a matter of, of kind of a mix of, of just trying, we just try things. We try things, try this, grab that, make this sound. And, and really, out of the, I, I don't know, But basically, I'm running around hitting different sound objects until she says, yeah, that's good. And then we, we stick with that one. <laughs>
0: So, so it sounds like a lot of imaginative Foley work in that in that respect wow. Okay. no, thank you for these insights. It's really great to actually hear a little bit more about the 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 craft that goes into the art, if you will. I appreciate your time and and both of your insights on that. and I'm sure our listeners do too and and learning a little bit more about your processes. Now, let's shift back over to uh, the main topic of our conversation today, which is actually about the upcoming Broom Dance Tour. You have a number of dates that are coming up regionally uh, around the Kingston area, Uh, a date in Toronto. I also understand, uh, yes, there's going to be some performances, but also a really fun workshop at the Lindhurst Public Library too, uh, a shadow puppet workshop. Like to learn a little bit more about the tour and what audiences can actually expect if they come to see you at one or all of your dates.
2: Yes, yes. Well, with this support from the Canada Arts Council, we've been able to build this show into more of a project, and so we are offering a singing workshop this Saturday. Coming, we're ho- Theatre is hosting Ikarina, who will be teaching participants uh, three to four Slavic ritual songs, including one that she's composed herself. So this is really special because often this music comes to us as uh, through, through uh, a lot of this music has been mu- museumified, you know, but here we have a woman who has devoted herself to this learning this craft so much so that she also composes in this style so we'll have the opportunity to learn um songs from Ekaterina this workshop has already is already filled with registrants so we are accepting um we're keeping a a wait list in case people have to last minute attend to other things that's Saturday, the 27th. The following day, we're welcoming the crowds at Next Church in Kingston, Ontario for the Song House Cabaret, which is going to be a beautiful little show hosted by Meatpaw and Minion, who are each about a foot tall and made of paper and paint. The show is going to fe- um, feature not only Chanté La Pomme, but also, Swampwood Orchestra reunion hits. It's going to feature excerpts of Linworm's Cabaret, composed by Kingston based musician and librettist Taylor Sarka. It's going to welcome uh, friends into the band, Christos Munoz on the drums, and Rogan Gowan Day on multi instrumentalist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I do be on piano and saxophone.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, and it's going to feature performances by Kingston's own Time Victim, yeah. as well as performances by Ekaterina and Allison, as well as some of the songs that we have been studying as part of this project with Allison from Ekaterina. I believe there is a couple of Bulgarian ones as well as Ekaterina's Russian composition that we're going to endeavor to perform. It's going to be just a dynamic hour and a half of pay what you can. All proceeds go towards uh, finishing off the last budgeting on our big Broom Dance project. Most of the money will go directly to artists, some to covering the costs. We are asking people to pay, consider paying $25, anywhere between $25 and $1 million. Uh, <laughs> We're you know? capping it at a million because I heard on the radio, tr- you know, it's a bad sign to have too many millionaires. So we don't want too much money, but we're welcoming the money to flow and we will turn no one away, of course. And you-
0: especially if they have a million. Especially
3: if they have a
2: million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's our big Songhouse Cabaret and that's on Sunday. And it's at a respectable time, 5 p.m. You can have an early dinner. Go to the theater and be home by nine in bed, ready for Monday. And then we head into studio and we're very lucky because we are sponsored by Maitland Tower by the visionary (laughs) Philip Ling, who is just an incredible man, who is uh, responsible for renovating this big uh, historical complex over in Maitland just just on the edge of North Augusta in Brockville there. And uh, they are offering us in kind, mostly in-kind studio space for one month to take everything we have of Broom Dance. So the show, as we left it, the last time we played it, plus the puppets I have been making as part of this project, plus the music Allison and Ekaterina have been preparing as part of this project. And we're going to have a stretch of in studio time to develop uh, room dance, and perf- we will perform it then on February 24th, again, a matinee, 3.30 on a Saturday in Linghurst at Wendy's Country Market in the loft of the bar. Then we perform it at Next Church on another Sunday show, this one later, uh, Sunday at Next Church, March 3rd, And then we pack up and drive to Toronto and our third show of this project will be at the Drone Taverna, which is a a pub in Toronto that welcomes a wide range of musicians and artists and uh, singers who tend to all manner of arts that are perhaps less at home in mainstream venues and that will complete our boom dance project and along there we're uh, I am offering a shadow puppet making workshop on Friday February 16th in Lindhurst at the one room Lindhurst public library and that is open to participants six and older if you would like to bring a younger Nunu you are they are welcome with a caregiver who can help us make sure that everyone can have a good workshop. Uh, the registration for the workshop is through the Lindhurst Library. And you can find information about the event on birdborntheatre.org. Information on all of these events is up there. Thanks to our wonderful Marketing and communications manager. Lisa so you can just go to our website and choose any or all of the events, read about them. You can buy tickets for uh, the Songhouse Cabaret on our website as well. If you like to do that ahead of time, uh, tickets will be available at the forum. For all of the performances, uh, the workshops are by registration. Then.
1: And you can also find this information on our Facebook page, uh, Bird Bone Theater, and also on Instagram.
0: Thank you for that. And Allison, actually, over to you. What can audiences expect to see, do, feel, learn, and experience ultimately when they go to uh, the broom dance performances, in your opinion?
1: So, broom dance will will sonically marry some of this Slavic work that, uh, songs, Slavic folklore that we've been working on with Ekaterina. This has been, this is really a dream to have an artist uh, like her. Uh, I've always wanted to be able to collaborate with with Ekaterina uh, because she's wickedly talented. Uh, she also has a very theatrical sense. She comes from uh, as well as being an ethnomusicologist, as well as being a scholar of Slavic folk culture, singing with uh, groups like Blisk, uh, uh, the Slavic polyphony group Blisk, and also Megan glass who is a bulgarian ensemble she's a metal star she's uh, she she she's a, a singer in metal bands so she's got a great sense of, of the over the top theatricality so it's i think it's a great match for us so it's going to be very very fun i'm very grateful to have this funding that we can bring ekaterina on board and we've also been able to learn so much uh uh vocally. Uh, So what I think, in terms of, we'd like to be able to marry, marry these folk traditions and weave them in special ways into the show. We don't know what it's gonna look like or sound like yet. And that's, that's the joy of it. Um, But prepare to be uh, sonically uh, overloaded from time to time but with breaks breaks for absolutely exquisite beauty and you never know maybe a little bit of zither if you listen carefully
2: if you
0: behave
2: uh, you behave
0: i was just going to say do we get a body break with hal johnson oh, too uh,
1: there there may be some body breaks yes, yes.
0: <laughs> body yes. breaks and and maybe some cheese oh that's nice <laughs> Cheese. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll be there for the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I just digest. I'm so excited to uh welcome Bird Bone Theater back to all of the venues uh, that uh, you'll be playing at uh, regionally. Uh I had such a wonderful time and I know that so many people at the residency you did at the Matt Gallery in in uh Ganonokwe last last February. It was so well attended and so many people were so really excited to see more so it's it's going to be a it's going to be a great tour for for you and I uh, wish you uh, you and the the gang involved the best of luck on this tour. Thanks so much, both of you, for giving us so much of your time and some really great insights into the 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 creativity and and the work that goes into the into the art that you do together. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you, Dinah. Thanks so much for taking time to talk talk with us today.
2: Yeah, thank you, and thank you very much. We're very grateful for to have a sponsor in CFRC and you know as the the fringe the fringe element we have to stick together and it's really sweet to know that the local radio station has your back it's wonderful Mm Hi, we're Birdbone Theatre, and we're creating an original work of shadow puppet theatre,
3: *Broom Dance*,
1: featuring live experimental hurdy gurdy and found sound soundscapes,
2: as well as original compositions and Slavic ritual songs. You can support our work by attending the fun, 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 fun. Fundraiser. Fun. (laughs) Songhouse Cabaret at Next Church in Kingston, Ontario. January 28th. Tickets are available online and at the tour. See you there.
0: And welcome back to CFRC and our special broadcast of our conversation with Birdbone Theatre ahead of their upcoming tour. You just heard a lovely song from one of Allison Gowan's earlier collaborative projects called The Guy in the Red Thong, composed by Allison and performed by local act Swamp Ward Orchestra. We've got a few more Swamp Ward classics coming up for you in a few moments, but don't forget to mark your calendars for important local dates for the upcoming Broom Dance Tour. On Saturday, January 27th, Birdbone Theatre will host Songs to Let In. In the Dark, an intimate singing workshop at 99 York Street from 12 to 3 p.m. This workshop will be led by collaborator Ekaterina and participants will revel in the beauties and intricacies of Slavic polyharmony as they learn songs together and all experience levels are welcome. On Sunday, January 28th, Birdbone Theatre also presents Songhouse Cabaret, a delightful evening of fundraising featuring mayhem defying musical magic with performers including Ekaterina herself, Chante Le Pomme, Time victim and Lindworms Cabaret. The Songhouse Cabaret takes place at Next Church, 89 Colburn Street at 5 p.m on January 28th. Birdbone is also hosting a free shadow puppet workshop for ages 6 plus at the Lyndhurst Public Library on February 16th at 1.30. And of course, folks can and should enjoy broom dance performances at Furnace Falls Farm in Lyndhurst at 3.30 on February 24th, on March 3rd in Kingston at the Next Church starting at 7 p.m., and also in Toronto at Drum Taberna on March 4th. For tour details, visit birdbonetheater.org and don't forget to follow Birdbone theater on instagram and facebook for the latest updates ticket information and more thanks for tuning into our special broadcast today we're signing off with two more swamp Ward orchestra songs entitled pigs first shave and Gotchy 8744 stay tuned for more great programming coming up right here on CFRC 101.9 fm thanks for stopping by and have a fabulous weekend Theatre presents Broom Dance, a winter shadow puppet show with live music this February and March. Alexandra Bregashevska and Alison Gowan perform this eerie and spectacular story of a wild forest bound Baba Yaga, hearth keeping, gift giving Bafana, and the wild tending Holy Mother of Wolves. Birdbones Broom Dance Shadow Puppet Show is on tour this winter, hitting Furnace Falls Farm in Lyndhurst on February 24th, Next Church in Kingston on March 3rd, and Drum Taberna in Toronto on March 4th. Birdbone Theatre is even offering a free shadow puppet workshop at the Lindhurst Public Library on February 16th. Learn more about Birdbone Theater's broom dance tour and ticket information at birdbonetheater.org.